The preemptive coup is upon us. It is underway in Mar-a-Lago, in Palm Beach, Florida, set upon our country by Washington, D.C. We're going to break that down and so much more today. But first, I have to remind you, the Great Reset Conference is coming up September 16th, 19th in Phoenix, Arizona. Go to tpusa.com slash reset. You can join myself, Charlie Kirk, at Steve Bannon, and Dr. James Lindy, Drew Hernandez, as well as we are rallying to stop the malicious plan from destroying America. We hope that you will stand with us to fight tyranny and preserve freedom. Go to tpusa.com slash reset. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is August 29th, 2022, Anno Domini. Tonight's up headlines, the first thing we need to talk about, the preemptive coup. I told you about this all last week, and now we are in the midst of it. It is underway. The New York Times editorial board has formally called for the indictment of President Trump. Next, an NYPD officer was fired for his MAGA ties, but he's filed a federal lawsuit against the department. Third, the latest COVID boosters, according to the Wall Street Journal, are set to roll out before human testing is completed. That's nice. And finally, in just just another heartwarming story, feel-good story of the summer, heavily armed Antifa militants are standing guard outside a Texas child-friendly drag show. More of the, all this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. This is the same... Attorney General Merritt Garland, who said that he did not personally approve this raid, he, he leaked that to Newsweek. That's not true. Uh, they, they said that President Trump had nuclear documents, which we know is completely bogus. They've been leaking grand jury material, illegally leaking grand jury material. They're, they're selectively leaking, improperly leaking from this affidavit. They also said that Merritt Garland said that the Biden White House didn't have advance notice. That's just not true. They're leaking like a sieve. And more so to that, folks, it's exactly what we said it was, and it might even be worse. We are in the midst of a coup, a preemptive coup, which is underway between Washington, D.C., Mar-a-Lago, and every single state in this nation. They banned a sitting president from social media, impeached him two times, jailed his supporters, and now they've raided his home. Then they go on TV and they call us, they call you a fascist. That's what they're doing, but they call you the fascist. And now the New York Times editorial board has come out saying they're giving air cover to the preemptive coup, saying, go right ahead. You have to indict him for the good of the nation, for America to survive, for national security to exist. We must indict this man. We must indict President Trump. The only way to stop fascism and defend democracy is to indict President Donald J. Trump, to indict his supporters, to jail them, to criminalize them, and to make them otherwise unacceptable in polite society. You get it, right? You see what's happening every day. There's another cancellation every day. Someone else gets banned. Lives of TikTok just got locked out on Twitter again. Understand what part of the movie you're in. It's simple. Now, President Trump, for his part, by the way, has called on FBI whistleblowers to step forward. I think it's important. 
and Darren Beatty had a point about this as well, set up a fund to protect the whistleblowers. Because if they do come forward, we know there are these 14 in the House and the Senate right now, Grassley and Jim Jordan are working with them, Matt Gates, the congressman, the senator. These people need to be taken care of. Go look at Peter Strzok out there. Frank Figaluzzi, these FBI flunkies that are out there chewing up the internet, arguing that Russia wasn't a hoax. In fact, the Russiagate was completely real. Do you get it? They don't care about the truth anymore. They don't care about the law anymore. So what we need is a fund that will take care of these whistleblowers when they come forward to protect them from legal protections. And then also probably just to make sure their basic living expenses are paid for because they are going to be fired. They're going to lose their jobs. They're going to be prosecuted. We also know, by the way, the Department of Justice took privileged information protected by attorney client privilege from President Trump's home, from Mar-a-Lago. Now they've asked, and it looks like that the judge is going to appoint a special master to go through these documents, but it doesn't matter. You can't unring the bell. The Department of Justice has already raided these documents. It was a fishing expedition. And if I hear one more person complain, oh, but the classified and this, and it was classified, that's not what this is about. If you hear somebody that's going through, and I walk through chapter and verse, what is FISA, what is HCS, what is SI, Okay, off the top of my head, we broke that down live for you in real time last week. Most people still haven't even gotten to the point of understanding what HCS and FISA mean in the affidavit and the fact that that probably means that they're talking about going after the Russiagate documents because they don't understand. But that's still not the point. The point is they want to smear him so they can stop him. They want to shut him down. They want to shut down this movement and they want conservatives in this country to be outlawed. They don't want you to be able to have voice and they certainly don't want you to be able to vote. The question is, are we gonna do anything about it? Are we politically going to stand up and say no more? We want access to our rights and you are depriving us of our rights. You're depriving us of the ability to live and interact freely in this country. And you're doing so deliberately day after day, and you're doing so in the name of defending democracy. We see through you. We see through you, you con men, you confidence men. We see through your tricks and we're not falling for it anymore. Look, all across the country, Americans are discovering that if we wanna change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Woke corporations are trying to divide us. Big banks are freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I am proud to partner with Public Square, the largest directory of freedom-loving businesses that our nation has ever seen. Public Square is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with our local community and the businesses that share the values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against the COVID mandates, or a bank that would never cancel you for your political views, Public Square is your guide. Just download the Public Square app from the Apple App Store or Google Play, create a free account, and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can find you today. Download the app today, Public Square. That's Public SQ, Public Square. Give me your take on this Sal Greco situation, both how you see the facts and your opinion as to where we go from here. Uh, Salvatore Greco is a New York police officer with an unblemished record of 14 years of working the graveyard shift in some of the most dangerous precincts 
uh, in New York City uh, to stand up and keep the public safe. Uh, he is uh, facing departmental termination on two grounds. One, uh, he is a friend of mine, and they say consorting with a convicted felon violates NYPD regulations. Here's the problem with that. Your beloved mayor, Eric Adams, writes in his book that he was, as a police captain, providing personal security for Mike Tyson when he was a convicted felon. So there can only be one standard, not one for Eric Adams and a different one from Sal Greco. So here we go. A story that this has been bubbling up. It's been brewing. If you're in the New York press, you've probably seen about the seen this. If you're in that New York press bubble, you've seen it. A New York police officer, Salvatore Greco, 14 year veteran of the NYPD, was terminated because of his ties to people like Roger Stone, his support for the for President Trump, support for MAGA. He has now filed a lawsuit against the city of New York, police commissioner Keechan Sewell, deputy commissioner of legal matters Ernest Hart, commanding officer of internal affairs Bureau Group 25 Daniel Cutter, and sergeant of internal affairs Bureau Group 25 Jeremy Orstein for violations of the First Amendment and the Civil Rights Act. Look, here's the question. When you got a guy like this, a police officer, who last I checked, I don't see anywhere in these allegations that he was doing anything like this while he was on police time. I don't see any allegations that he was being political while in uniform, that he was like, he, I mean, I can see the picture right there. He's calling for a pardon for Roger Stone. Guess what? He has the First Amendment. He's able to do that. And especially if you're a government worker, like a police officer, you do have the First Amendment. You have First Amendment rights. And you know, Roger Stone wasn't someone who was running for office. He wasn't somebody who was political. So there's no, you know, even for even at that level, it's not like he's getting involved or tampering with election. But look, 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 again, just like I said in the first half, they don't care. They don't care what the law is. They don't care what the standards are. They don't care what the precedent is. We're moving beyond all of that. So if you're going to sit there and you're going to argue, but this doesn't fall, it's not fair. It's not fair. How can they do this? How are they? How they? You know, you got to fight these people and you've got to fight back. And that's why I commend the officer for doing this, for filing this case, because it shows how far we've come as a country that we are now criminalizing and penalizing people for their political support, for political associations for listening to a New York radio show, wearing a t-shirt. Those are all reasons to be terminated, apparently. There is a war on police officers in this country. There's a war specifically on good police officers. Here's what they want. They want, I'm just going to say it. They want bad police officers on the force. They want good cops to leave to go to smaller jurisdictions, smaller departments, to move out of the big cities because they want to be able to create the conditions where a, a wrongful policing act or police brutality or something goes above and beyond the line, you know, crosses the line. And then they can use this to shut down the institution of local police. And why? Because they want a nationalized police force. You see what they're doing with the IRS. You see how they're centralizing power and a Lois Lerner acolyte is going to be running the place. This new centralized office, 87,000 new agents. Why are they doing it? It's very simple. That's your new 
style of government. Centralize everything out of Washington, D.C., central policing power out of Washington, D.C., central bureaucratic power, and they want to do anything they can that if you're a good cop, if you're someone who's actually going out there and defending your community, if you're going into the dangerous precincts of New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, L.A., Baltimore, they don't care. You're the target. You're the one they want to get rid of because they want a police force that's soft. They want it corrupt. They want it to be broken so that when it time comes, when the time comes to institute this, the people will clamor for it. They will demand a national police force. When vaccine takes over, that's the game changer. And that's something that will likely, now that we have very effective vaccines, the real challenge is to get as many people as possible vaccinated. That's what we have to do. Once we do that, the light at the end of the tunnel is going to get brighter and brighter and brighter until we're going to see, you know, sunshine without a coronavirus. The light at the end of the tunnel, just brighter and brighter and brighter. Well, yeah, funny enough, you know, my light at the end of the tunnel is called natural immunity. So I'm not vaccinated. Kids aren't vaccinated. Wife's not vaccinated for, for COVID-19. But we do all have a little something called natural immunity. In fact, our second son, I've said this before on air, he was born with natural immunity because we both had, uh, I think it was the original strain, I, I assume it was the original strain because it was before uh, the Delta and Omicron and everything got out that we had when my wife, when Tanya Tay was pregnant. So shoot us your comments. Did you ever have a situation like this? Liberty at TPOSA.com. Did you ever have something like this happen to you? Because we certainly did. And we've been looking at these. We've been checking out the, um, you know, the different comments that come in. But now I see a story from the Wall Street Journal. And this just oh, makes me so happy. Well, according to the Wall Street Journal, the latest COVID boosters are set to roll out before human testing is even completed. The FDA and vaccine makers say they are confident that shots targeting Omicron subvariants will work safely. So what do we have from the FDA? The FDA has reviewed test results from a shot that Moderna modified to target an early version of Omicron, as well as the ancestral strain. The study found the shot generated a significant amount of antibodies uh, compared with the company's currently available booster shot. The agency is looking at data from Pfizer and BioNTech finding their experimental shots updated to target an earlier version of Omicron boosted antibody levels significantly. Companies have submitted one of those shots to the UK, EU, and Canada for authorization, Pfizer has said. However, if you talk to Paul Offit, an FDA advisor and director of the Vaccine Education Center at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, Paul had a little bit of a concern. He said, I'm uncomfortable that we would move forward, that we would give millions or tens of millions of doses to people based on mouse data, and said that the comparison with flu vaccines is not sound, because flu vaccine, flu viruses mutate so rapidly that shots from one year don't offer protection for the next, while the currently available COVID-19 shots are supposed to. So they actually are administering and setting up these studies differently, but they're comparing apples to oranges in this case, because obviously we've talked about this before. The flu virus is not the same as COVID-19. It's not. So real world evidence from the current mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, which have been administered Millions of officials, this is from the FDA commissioner, show us that the vaccines are safe, totally safe. And, and I got to say, are we still doing this? Are we really still doing this as a country, as a society? You know, there's, there are 
cities now. There are multiple cities across the country that are still masking people. I will go around in Washington, D.C., and you can actually tell how upper crust liberal elitist you are in a place, depending on how many masks you will see out in public. You'll see them uh, shopping. You'll see them at the airport. And I look around and I say, even the CDC is backed off of this at this point. And yet you're still doing it. Why? I just feel safer. I just so much nicer to feel safe and feel cautious. Understand what they're doing. They're trade. They're asking you to trade away your freedoms in the name of safety, the way it's always done. But with COVID-19, they've created an even deeper paradigm because they're actually undercutting the foundations of our government, the foundations of our constitution, the foundations of Western society itself. Those ideals, Greek philosophy, Roman law, Judeo-Christian values, our moral code, our moral center. Throw that all out the window. Why? Because there's a virus, because there's a pandemic, because we need you to be safe, not just from a virus, by the way, there's also an epidemic of what? Disinformation spread across the internet, disinformation like the Hunter Biden laptop, like the WikiLeaks emails. Don't look at those things. Don't look at those things. Don't look at the Wiener laptop. No, no, no. Russian disinformation. You can't see any of it. In fact, we have to censor everybody who posts about this and definitely during election. Wake up. It's so obvious what they're doing. They're pulling the wool over your eyes and they're trying to institute total control. She just spit on me. She just she just spat on me. Well, what did you call them earlier when you were talking to them? Didn't you call them a bunch of No, I called them yeah, I mean, these people here. No, just the ones that are wielding AR-47. So what are, what are you here to do today? I'm here to support people that don't indoctrinate and groom little eight-year-old kids. Well, in the feel-good story of the summer, I mean, just something that warms my heart to see this. Heavily armed Antifa militants standing guard outside a Texas, quote, child-friendly drag show. The event in question was called Barrel Babes Drag Brunch and advertised as dancing music and laughs. It was a child-friendly event that featured vulgarity, sexualization of minors, and partial nudity, according to the post-millennial. The drag event was held at the Anderson Distillery and Grill in Roanoke, Texas, where armed Antifa left-wing paramilitaries stood watch outside a bar where children were handed over to drag queens. And I'm going to say something right now. If you're somebody who's out there watching this saying, oh, this is good. This is, you know, they're Americans and they have a right to do that. And we shouldn't oppose this and we shouldn't find anything wrong with it. Just, just go home, go watch sports, go um, hang out in your man cave, go do whatever, because this, this game, this ride, it ain't for you. Cause you don't understand what time it is. You don't understand at all. If you think this type of behavior is okay in the heart of Texas, then you are clueless. You're absolutely clueless. If you're going to sit there and say, there's nothing wrong here, this is totally fine. If you have no moral code whatsoever, if you don't care about anything, if you want to be one of those people that went just like last week with their, where they were attacking Kyle Rittenhouse in Newsweek, they were saying Kyle's to blame. Kyle's the one who started all of this. No, Kyle didn't start it. Kyle ended it. 
You want to say, debate whether or not Kyle's a hero, that's fine. But Kyle was a victim of what happened that night. The same way the people of Kenosha were victims of what happened that night. Of a mob of marauders that came through the town. And the same way that these children are victims of grooming, of sexualization. And the police, of course, the police just stay in there. Okay? This is why, at the end of the day, the only way forward for conservatives and just normal people in the United States, it is not to run from these political fights. It's not to go to the sidelines. It's not to run off into the hills or something. Take back the institutions. Take all of them back. We start our long march through the institutions. That means getting involved at the local level. That means running for town council. That means running for school board. That means going in and taking back everything that we have lost. Take it all back. The state governments, the local governments, and then the federal government. Take back the institutions. Things like this should be a crime because they are criminal. And if this is the type of behavior that goes on in our society, then we need to fix it and we need to criminalize it, period. Walking around masked, armed, while handing over children to drag queens. No, that's against the law. And it should be against the law, I should say. I don't want to live in that society. And I don't think you do either. This is what we're against. So remind people exactly what it is that we're for. And that is all the time. Today's action-packed episode of Human Events Daily. But remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review over on the podcast side. Make sure you click subscribe to the Human Events Daily podcast. You can go and check this out. You can share it with your friends. It's so easy. Thank you all so much. Love to my live chat fans on Rav and Getter, all my live chat people. I love it. Uh, we're praying also for Marjorie Taylor Green, the congresswoman who was in our special this weekend. And of course, huge congratulations and prayers for Charlie and Erica Kirk and their new daughter. Charlie made the announcement earlier this afternoon. He may, may ask me, did I know that that was Charlie's special assignment last week? And that's why I was in for him. And all I can say is, can neither confirm nor deny. What did we talk about today? The preemptive coup, the New York Times calling for the indictment of Trump, an NYPD officer fired for MAGA ties, the latest COVID boosters set to roll out before human testing is completed. And then finally, Antifa militants standing guard outside a child-friendly drag show. Folks, there's a lot of craziness going on in our country. But today's history break is important. On this date, August 29th, 1991, following the coup of August 19th to the 21st, the Soviet Communist Party was suspended thus ending the institution that ruled Soviet Russia for nearly 75 years. The Soviet Union, the country of Russia, descended into this madness for 75 years, 1917 all the way to the 90s. The country was ruled by communist insane Bolsheviks, but they got out of it. We should learn those rules, learn that history, or we here in the United States and across the West are going to be doomed to repeat it. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. Mm -hmm.